0: The SGPN Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Winbet. Bet $100 at Winbet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. They're giving away a DeAndre Swift jersey and a merch store gift card. Get all the Details by following them on Twitter at SGP and Fantasy. Welcome to the SGPN Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am your host Blake Meyer at Bulocke on Twitter. B U H H L O C K A Y E. As usual, I have my co-host Ryan Gilbert here at our Gilbert SOP. How you yeah. doing, Ryan?
1: Doing doing pretty good here, Blake. Uh, I don't have any, haven't had any fantasy baseball matchups to sweat out, but I, I was sweating out the Phillies making the playoffs. They uh, finally clinched on Monday night, so that was that was good to see. So. It, it's, a, it's all well and good here in Philly. That's
0: what I like to hear. And then we also uh, have a guest on today's episode. We have Eric Cross, the lead fantasy baseball writer over at Fantrax, and he's also co-host of the Fantrax Toolshed Podcast. Eric, how you doing?
2: Doing well, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on.
0: No problem. Glad to be here. Oh, I'm so glad that the Phillies made the, the uh, playoffs for you there, Ryan. I wanted to text you about it, but I was like, you know, what? I'm going to wait until we hop on here. I just want to hear. I want to hear your reaction rather than read it.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I appreciate it. I dur- during high school during the, those years when they back when they were good, oh seven to I graduated high school 2010. I, I lived and died with the Phillies. You know, it's it, it, it and that, that was always good back then. And then this past decade or so, full of just horrible baseball. September collapses over the past few years. It looked like potentially another one this year, but Aaron Nola came through. He had a perfect game through six and two thirds. Shut out against the Astros, who weren't playing for anything anyway, but still Kyle Schwarber lead off home run. And just from there, they rode that to the win. And no, this team's going to be going to be dangerous in the playoffs, too. They got the pressure off their shoulders now of, of making it. And they have guys up and down the lineup that can hit the ball out of the ballpark.
0: Yeah, Nola was discussing yesterday. And that lineup's actually good for the first time since I can remember. Isn't Castellanos back now?
1: Yeah, Cassianos is back. He's not back to his normal self. He hasn't really been all season. But I mean, having someone like that, that can hit fifth or sixth and just be a, a, have a big time bat there in your lineup is key. And it was just so great to see Nola being on the mound after fans always getting on him about all oh, Nola can not pitch in September. Well, you know what? It's October now. He pitched a gem and hopefully that can continue in the playoffs.
0: Eric, you got a favorite team?
2: Yeah, I'm a Red Sox fan, so not a uh, not a great year for us. A little bit of, uh, a little bit of a uh, weird time in Boston, kind of in flux with the team. But hey, you know, three World Series, you know, in um, the last, well, it's not four World Series in the last, you know, 18 years. So can't really can't really be too upset about things, though.
0: I'm so jealous of that. I'm a Mariners <laughs> fan, so I'm still riding high off of that. It,
2: there Robbie. you go. There you go. Yeah, that that was that was that was fun. That was that's a fun team. Both, both, and Philly too. Like I've always kind of liked Philly. Like I remember back when you mentioned when they were good back with you know, Ryan Howard and Jimmy Rollins and Otley back then. That was a really fun team. So Phillies could be dangerous. Like you said, they that they got that lineup, you know, a couple good arms there too. They they could be really dangerous if that lineup's clicking.
1: Yeah, I think this uh, new wildcard format should be pretty fun too. With the, with the yeah. three game series, you never know, you know, if if one of the teams away teams wins and upsets them maybe they just go go on a run use that momentum and and we'll see how how the buy impacts those two teams that get it
0: for sure so i'm really hoping for seattle because it's looking like we're probably gonna have to go on the road against toronto and we played really well against toronto this year so we have a good shot and i think if we can go out there and take that take that first series from them we could go on a serious run especially julio's back now suarez is the man not having swaggerty is gonna suck I wasn't expecting him to get hurt at the very end of the year, but with the pitching that the Mariners have, it's it, they're set up for, for postseason success.
1: Thinking of joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. WinBet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Plus, WinBet has their own same-game parlay feature. Just click on the game you like, select Build Your Own Bet, and start building a monster parlay. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com WinBet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough Winbet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. If you watch football, you need FooBill TV. FooBill TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. There's over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try FuboTV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com SGP. That's f u slash SGP.
0: Well, one thing I want to hop into is... The main reason I wanted to to have Eric on the pod today was I really want to come I really want to go over some uh some values for next season in terms of fantasy baseball. Uh the end of the fantasy baseball season is kinda up. Uh if you're listening to this, it'll be up today. And I think it's now's the best time ever to start talking about uh fantasy values for 2023. But Eric, if you had to pick one person that you're probably most excited about in 2023. Uh, what would that name be so that i can jot it down
2: off the list it'd have to be vinnie, vinnie pasquantino i'm a huge vinnie pasquantino guy uh two other names that i'm really excited to see how they develop next year are you know the two big big names that got called up end of the year corbin carroll and uh Gunner henderson too like those two, I I love when like the two top prospects get called up like right around the same time. They always gotta get like linked together, you know, like like Harper and Trout. Uh, I I always kind of love that. So I want to see how those two kind of have their first full season. See how they do because they're gonna be they have the, t- the potential to be this absolute monsters for fantasy. And that Baltimore team, they're gonna be really fun. Like they're kind of always been thought of as like the uh, kind of the redheaded stepchild of the American League East, you know, with all the other big teams in the, in this division. So it's going to be a fun team. And Arizona's building something out there, too. Might might take them a little bit longer than Baltimore. But, yeah, th- those names are pretty fun, too. But, yeah, Vinny Pasquantino, who we, who we have on the list here today, I love Vinny Pasquantino.
0: Yeah, he has legitimate power. And only striking out like 11.5% of the time is pretty damn good for a guy at the first base spot where – it can kind of be a lot of swing and miss but you get a lot of power he can kind of bring you a nice average with that lower k rate as well which is really nice in points leagues
2: oh absolutely and they, everything you want from a you know a safe but you know impactful middle of the order type of bat yeah, he has like you mentioned you know the k rate he walked more than he struck out as a rookie in the major leagues which is you know hard enough to do in general but if you do see that it's like oh what is like little slap hitters but no, not a guy like like He's got the power, forty six point eight percent hard hit rates. Contact skills are, you know, very very good. Approach is very very good. Power is very very good. You know, so I think I, I tweeted out a couple days ago now, and I was so, as something along the lines of, you know, this is a bold prediction that I think has like at least a five percent chance of coming true. That I think Vinny could have a better year next year than Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Would I bet money on it? Probably not. But I, is it out of their own possibility? Also probably not. So I think, and that that wasn't like an anti Vlad tweet. That was like a pro Vinny tweet. So yeah, he he is very very good. I think he could be, you know, a top five first baseman next year for fantasy, and that probably won't get drafted like it. But yeah, he's uh, he's really fun, and so is that Kansas City lineup. This would be a good lineup around him too.
0: Yeah, it is. Bybu Jr.'s having one hell of a season too this year. Uh yeah. I know you mentioned Gunnar Henderson. Do you think he could figure out how to hit lefties? I, I know do. he's only hitting one thirty off of them this year, but it's a really small sample size,
2: so Yeah, I, I do. I, I think I think Gunner will be fine against lefties. Gunnar is he always I've not I've never talked to him, so I'm kind of just going off of what I, what I've seen, but he seems like a high IQ guy. That's what I've always heard about him. He's a high baseball IQ guy and very talented. And that Baltimore kind of player development, you know, team there is very good. A lot of the, a lot of the former Houston Astros guys are there now, and that's a very good player development organization. So I think this those combination of things, like his IQ, his raw talent, and then just the good people around him, you kind know, of helping him figure some certain things out. I th- will he be, like, you know, dominant against them? Maybe not. But I think he'll be I think he'll be fine against them.
0: Uh, do you think he – is he more like a a top 10 at the position going into the next season or top 15? Or do you
2: think he could be higher than that? I know he's got the dual position eligibility, shortstop, and third base. I think – I haven't kind of sat down. I'm going through my uh, – sorry, I'm going through my 2023 rankings right now. And I'm kind of – I've gotten through catcher first. And I'm working on second base right now. So I haven't gotten over to third or short yet. But – I think, you know, obviously shortstop is always super deep. Third base is not quite as deep, but I think I think he could definitely be top 10. Like, you look at, just looking at what he's capable of doing. Like, next year, I could see him going 20-20. You know, right around there with a high average good OBP. Like, he's basically a Tim Anderson type with more you know, potential for more juice in the you know, in the categories, you know. And maybe he won't be 30-30 or like stand out, like in any one particular category, but he'd just be very good across the board. It's a high average, you know, score a ton of runs, drive in runs, power speed. So if if he does what he's capable of doing next year, that definitely would be, you know, maybe even top five. And it's hard to say that because all the studs you have here, but I think top 10 at both positions that he's eligible at third and short, especially third, I think is definitely possible.
0: I love that. 2020 guys are there's a few of them this year but getting a young guy especially in like a keeper league that's able to to put up a 2020 year this early on like if it happens next year would be incredible moving forward especially batting in that baltimore lineup like you said they got a lot of power they can score a lot of runs this season was a really fun season for them and next year is looking like it's going to end up being even better yeah Uh, sticking with that middle infield though uh another one i wanted to talk about Oswaldo cabrera caught up for the Yankees he's been playing pretty well this year uh what kind of uh what kind of value do you see somebody like him having next season
2: he's a fun one too and he's someone I wanted to bring up over on Toolshed as well because I was kind of looking at you know some end of the season kind of standouts because you know that's kind of what we're gonna be doing over there on Toolshed talking about like kind of Things that kind of maybe flew under the radar a bit in September, as you know, most a lot of people, you know, check out. They go over to fantasy football, whatever it may be. Maybe you're just not doing well in your leagues, and you kind of zone out a little bit. It's, it happens, you know, it's human nature. But you know, he oh, yeah. quietly, you know, in 41 games, has five home runs and three steals. You know, the average is only 243, but. You know, nowadays 240, like 240 is the new 260, it seems like these days. So it's not quite yeah. as bad as it, it's not great, but it's not quite as uh, as negative as it used to be. But and, and he's just a fun one just due to what he you know showed in the minor leagues, especially in 2021. He was kind of a, you know, off the radar prospect. Didn't really do much when he was in the lower minors for the Yanks. But, you know, after, you know, missing 2020 and that, that was huge too. like, you know, not having the minor league season in 2020 and we saw, you know i interviewed a handful of prospects and got their perspective of you know how it impacted them what they were doing what they had access to so it was really fun to get their perspective and certain prospects that really really hurt you know their developmental curve and others you see like guys that kind of popped out of nowhere and and Cabrera kind of fits that mold because like i said he didn't really do much you know entering 2020 but then 2021 he had 29 home runs and 21 steals, hitting 273 with a 533 slug. So, and he's carried that over in this year nine home runs and 13 steals in 52 games, uh, mostly in AAA. So, a uh, nice little power speed blend. Just where's where does he fit in with the Yankees? I don't know. I, it's hard to say because, and obviously, the Yankees are, you know, got the money so they can go out and bring guys in the, in the offseason. They already have a bunch of other young options as well. They're, you know, ready or nearly ready. You know, you'll have to factor in. You know, Oswald uh, Peraza and Anthony Volpe at some point next year, too. So just kind of seeing how all the pieces fit. But, you know, Cabrera can play, you know, kind of all over the place, a little bit outfield, a little bit of infield. So I think that maybe helps him get into the lineup regularly. But, yeah, if he gets enough playing time next year, he could be a really sneaky good option if that power speed blend continues.
0: Uh, Hitting 245 on the year uh, in that stacked Yankees lineup there's a lot of upside there but speaking of guys that have kind of come out of nowhere Joey Manessis has kind of silently not silently over the last 30 days he's the seventh ranked first baseman in fantasy baseball and points leagues that's what I tend to go off of a lot that's kind of my my forte is points leagues uh 30 year old rookie uh, played overseas not necessarily a ton of hype has just come into the league and kind of lit the world on fire Uh, does this seem like something that can carry over into next season or is this kind of just a flash in the pan for this year
2: man these uh these older breakouts are always the hardest for me to kind of zone in on because you know we've seen some older you know 26 27 28 year old these late 20s guys break out and stick like nelson cruz i think he didn't really break out until he's like 27 or so then you know like last year, we had Frank Schwindel, and then Schwindel fell off this year. So uh, these guys are always hard, and it's weird too. Menezes, I actually saw Menezes in the minor leagues last year. Now uh, he had a uh, he's here for about an, uh, in my neck of the woods in Maine, Double A Portland, Double uh, A for the Red Sox. He was up here for like a few months. He just tore the cover off the ball. I think he hit like over 300 uh, with a bunch of home runs. But I was like, ah, he was like 29. I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. 29-year-old minor leagues. You know, you kind of just write like, ah, oh, it's fun to watch. But you're like, ah, that's right, You kind of write it off. But, man, he, uh, he carried that over into 2022. He was tearing it up in AAA this year. You look at combined between AAA and the majors, which is 149 games. He had 33 bombs, 98 RBI. Hit, uh, I'm sure that's right around 300. And you combine those averages there, so I don't know the the stats. You know, look at the metrics, they're they're good, uh, not not great, but good. You know, 10.4% barrel rate, 47% hard hit rates, you know, XBAs 268, XLUG 467. You know, so I think there is some staying power. Do I think this would be at this level? No. I don't think he's gonna be, you know, 300 with 35 to 40 bombs next year, like he's kind of on pace for. <laughs> but you know, maybe you know, 270, 275 with 25 home runs. I think that's definitely possible, and I think he'll get every kind of shot to do so because you know who else are they gonna be starting? That not a lot of a uh, not a lot of talent in that Nats lineup anymore. They have traded everybody away. But so I think he's gonna have a chance next year, and. We'll see. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be fun to see where he ends up, in kind of ADP wise, in, in twenty twenty three drafts. Because I want to see how it, what the kind of consensus is on him. Like, do people believe, or people kind of skeptical because of the age and, and his long, long minor league tenure, where he didn't really you know, do a, a whole lot until kind of last handful of years as, as an older guy. So he's a he's a fun one. But I think there is some some decent staying power. kind of like maybe not a starting first baseman for fantasy, but. Maybe a guy you can plug in as your corner infielder and, and get some solid production out of.
1: I'm looking at uh, Manessas's spray chart here, and it looks like he uses all of the field. He has has a few yeah. opposite field home runs, hit some to center field. And, and he was a guy I, I kind of keyed in on and we talked about in one of our earlier shows where I didn't even realize he was 30 years old when I was like, oh, maybe he'll have value for next year. But looking at it, I mean, if you don't get one of those maybe top first basemen, he could be one of those guys that I like to get like round 15, round 20, if you can drop that far, where you p- pick up maybe... Two or three power bats, knowing you're probably going to drop all but one of them. But he could be one of those guys that, if he continues that breakout season, it's going to be a great steal. Yeah. Do you ever wish that before every NFL game you could get up-to-date and accurate information before placing bets or locking in your fantasy lineup? Well, now you can with the Elias Game Plan app, the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. Whether you're part of a fantasy tournament, placing bets, or just a huge sports fan and stats nerd, Elias Gameplan has everything you need. It's a sports app from the most trusted name in sports. The Elias Sports Bureau are the official statisticians of U.S. Pro Sports League since 1913. You see and hear their trusted facts all the time on ESPN, your local broadcast, and TV broadcast. But now you can have all the stats, facts, and team player updates in the palm of your hand. I love using the Elias Game Plan app while I set my lineups. Before I make those bets, just get those most informed stats you need to make the best bets possible. And now you can take this NFL season to the next level and download the Elias Game Plan app today. Choose from three game plans when you subscribe, weekly, monthly, or annual. But I can get you 25% off your first month when you choose the monthly subscription. Just use our promo code SGPN25. Find Elias Gameplan Sports Betting in the App Store or Play Store today and use my promo code SGPN25. Promoguy.us is the best place to go if you're interested in plus-CV bet betting strategies. They've got daily updates on odd boosts and huge cash bonuses from all major sportsbooks. And they've got a VIP Discord group that puts even deeper plus-CV analytics right at your fingertips. i got to say, we've been looking at their daily promo updates, and they're some of the best in the game. They don't simply tell you what a team is probable to win, but where you get the best odds and how to track down and cash in on big, constantly changing promotions. If you're not already using math models to help you with your picks, you're missing out on an insanely valuable tool. And the best part of all is that PromoGuy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed, better betting community. Go to PromoGuy.us and check out their 100% tracked, transparent, and proven method for betting smarter. So make sure you check out PromoGuy.us. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $250,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house in 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over/unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because that's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match up to $25.
0: Speaking of the Mariners, which you mentioned earlier, Jared Kelnick, I I think I've brought him up in like three or four episodes now. Just my inner Mariner always comes out whenever we record these.
1: Um, At least he's doing September, good now, though.
0: I know September Kelnick is my favorite baseball player. Just September <laughs> Kelnick. Though. Like October Kelnick hasn't been that great, but th- uh, he's changed his swing a few times. I'm the type of Mariner fan that every time he changes it, I I believe that this is the change that's doing well, it. Do you think September Kelnick could put it together for a full season next year, or is it just he just gonna be a September legend?
2: Ah man, it it's so tough with 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 Jared Kelnick because I still believe in the talent and you know I get a lot I know people kind of poke fun at me on on Twitter because I was kind of driving that Kelnick train I was the always I was the most vocal about my Kelnick love when he was coming up you know uh, back in 2021 when he debuted and obviously it's been outside of a few weeks last year and like one week this year it's been pretty rough so. I I don't think it's I don't think it's a talent issue. Like there's some swing and miss to his game, obviously, and that definitely factors in. But I think a lot of this is just mental at this point, because just kind of like learning about Kelnick and you know kind of who he was as like a person and and as a baseball player, he seems like a guy that's very driven, very kind of chip on the shoulder type of guy. So I wonder if it's just all in his head at this point, and he's just you know. And there was a lot of expected of that. I remember last year when he came up, Seattle was still, you know, hadn't quite gotten to the point obviously where they are now. And he was kind of like, oh, he's the savior. He's going to, you know, turn this lineup around. Like they batted him lead off like right in this first game. So like, <laughs> the expectations were so high on him. I think this, he kind of got in his own head and that's kind of hurt him. So do I kind of project him to be what I thought he could be, You know, you know, 18 months ago or so? No, but. I still think there's a solid player in here because it's waiting to be unleashed. Like We've seen small glimpses of it, right? Like you said, last September, I think it was one of, I think only two, it was him and Lane Thomas, I don't know why I remember that, that had like 20 plus <laughs> runs, 20 plus RBI, seven home runs and three steals or whatever in, in September last year. And then he had those couple, but a week or so of games. Now he's obviously struggling again. I think he's 0 for his last, uh, what is that, 0 for his last like 13 or whatever it is. So I I think maybe he's, Just in his head, I think there's still like a 25 homer, you know, kind of 8 to 10 steal type that maybe hits 250, 260. And that's, you know, maybe not what we thought when he came up. Maybe he's not going to be a star, but I still think there's there's a good player in there to be had. He he just needs to kind of get out of his own head and just do what he, you know, what made him successful coming up through the minor leagues. And every time he goes back down to AAA, he always says, well, I hate to throw that quad A label on him yet, but he's uh, giving me. You know he's given me reasons to do so, but I'm just kind of I'm holding off so far. But he, I think next year will be huge for him. You know I think he'll get another shot next year. But Seattle's got a lot of good young talent as well. So if he's got another year in 2023 like he has had in 2022, he might be a guy that ends up losing playing time or kind of just goes back down to AAA and stays there for a while or gets dealt out of town. But I think right now it's still if you can get him for cheap, which you probably could in like a dynasty league he's probably a you know decent buy low still just cuz of the upside but yeah 2023 will be huge for him
0: yeah he's i still think one of the craziest things is when he got called up initially last year he made his own youtube hype video of himself
2: right i remember that for his
0: <laughs> for his call up and i just remember thinking like you you are thinking these – put, you're putting the cart way before the horse. Like You are just assuming that this is a given, that you're going to come up here and dominate, and then he has just fallen flat on his face. Except for September. September is a superhero. I hope it transfers over to the playoffs because I think that could be a huge uh, kind of mental boost for him if he has some pretty serious playoff success. And then I have to see how that rolls over in the next year. But somebody that's actually been – kind of heating up a lot at the end of this year as Oscar Gonzalez kind of flown under the radar quite a bit, but he's had a really good September and he's somebody that I think has a really, a fairly high ceiling for next year.
2: Yeah, I, I do too. And he's got kind of a, I haven't undervalued uh, in rankings until kind of recently. I'm starting to move him up uh, more so now, but you know, the stats are, are very good Un- under the hood. He doesn't strike out much at all. 20.1% K rate. Also doesn't walk a ton either. He's got a 3.8% walk rate. So bit aggressive, but, you know, he makes it work. The contact skills are, are pretty solid. He does chase a bit. Too. That, that's the kind of the reason why I've been a little hesitant is just so much aggressiveness in his uh, kind of approach. So the contact skills are, are solid enough. They're not great, but they're good. But the chase rate's 47.1% this year. That is like Javi Baez levels. You know, for example, major league average is around 28.5%. Uh, For chasing outside the zone. So he's almost 20% above that. But at the same time, his whiff rate isn't bad at all. I said he puts the bat on the ball. He's sitting 297 right now uh, through 373 plate appearances. So I think he could be a guy that, as long as he can kind of keep that aggressiveness in check and maybe improve a little bit in that regard next year. You know, there's a good 280 hitter here, 25 home runs. He's got good pop. He's got a hard hit rate right around 40%. You know, barrel rate's a little lower, but that's kind of come up of late. So you no, know, I don't think he's gonna be a star, but kind of another guy that doesn't have a lot of competition. You know, that Cleveland outfield—they've been dying for some outfielders, and they finally, it looks like they got at least two of them <laughs> recently with with him and Stephen Kwan as well. So he's he's gonna start next year, assuming he doesn't, you know, come out of the gate like ice cold or anything like that, like kind of like Fred Mel Reyes did this year. But yeah, a, a nice <laughs> two two eighty ish hitter, twenty five home runs, you know, some solidity you and know, runs scored in RBI totals as well. So I think this is a, a good. Four category guy next year that will probably be a little bit undervalued in drafts.
0: Yeah, and I mean, over the last thirty days, thirteenth best outfielder in points leagues over on ESPN, which is kind of nice. Stephen Kwan, as you mentioned, is fourth, which still yeah. blows my mind. Love Stephen Kwan, but uh, if you were to say at the end of the year in September, who was the the top five? I would have never told <laughs> steven Kwan was going to be top five fantasy option.
2: Same, in the yeah. outfield position. <laughs> yep, same.
0: But we talked about some young guys. We haven't talked about prospects yet. Ellie De La Cruz, tell me about him. Next year seems to be—I I hope he, we can see him play next year because he might be the most electric player in the minor leagues. But what kind of what kind of outcome can we see from him in 2023?
2: Ellie is one of the most fun prospects I've ever seen, and was, I'm not some you know—I've I been around the block a time or two. Like I'm not like some 60 year old scout or anything like that, but. For what I've seen, you know, I've been watching the minor leagues since I was, you know, a very young kid. Like he is just so much fun. That that power speed blend that he has is absolutely, you know, elite doesn't even give it justice. Like whatever a word is better than an elite, that's what kind of his upside <laughs> is. Whatever word you want to use there, but it's like look at what he did this year uh, between high A and double A as a 20 year old. 28 home runs and he also had 31 doubles and nine triples. So it's not like he had all home runs and, you know, he's in risk of losing some of that over the, over the fence pop. Like he's just an extra base hit machine. So That's what 68 extra base hits in 120 games, 47 steals only caught six times. And, you know, people are like, oh, maybe that's the product of, you know, in single a, the they're using, um, they're doing new pickoff moves limiting what pitchers could do. So speed was up in, in single a, but now he also had 19 steals in just 47 games in Double A. So it's he's that fast, that big, that fast, that athletic, and it's all going to be the hit tool with him because there is a bit of a, a you know strikeout issue there. His K rate was kind of hovering in the 29, 30 percent range for a lot of the year. But a lot of people I talked to, as well people that had seen him firsthand, said that the you know, while the K rate didn't really take a nosedive, it was slowly getting better. You know, a little bit over the season. It seems like his quality of his at bats were better, so that's encouraging. And maybe he's not going to hit 300, right? He hit 300 this year. He's 298 for his career in the minor leagues. Maybe he's not going to be a 300 guy due to his approach. But even if he can just be, even just 260, give me 260 out of Ellie. I think that's still going to be a potential early round fantasy guy. Is he up in 2023? I think he can be, is it going to be like, you know, for a massive trick of the year? Probably not. He's, he had 47 games of double A. Maybe they start him back there for a bit, let him dominate again, then bring him up triple A. Then maybe he's up second, second half of the year. But that type of power speed blends with that good hitters park you know, great American small park there. I think it's going to be a potential fantasy monster. If that hit tool continues to make improvements and he keeps, you know, kind of getting that swing and strike right down. Could be a monster here. So if that happens, watch out. But yeah, he's gonna be a fun one.
0: When I see that that six five height with all that power and speed, my mind goes to O'Neal Cruz. That might be recency bias.
2: But do you think he is is he better than O'Neal Cruz potentially? I, I think, think he could be, or at least there's a lot of similarities. I think this actually more he is more I think you say he has more speed than Cruz. Power it's it's pretty close. I probably still give the slight edge to O'Neill Cruz, but speed goes to Ellie. You know, and, and one that he kind of reminds me of too, going back a, a little bit further. You know, not not the same body type because this guy was a little smaller, but similar skill sets. I, I see a little bit of Alfonso Soriano in in mm-hmm. Ellie, just like the, the skill set was. Alfonso was only six foot one, so he wasn't even six foot five, but it's that big power speed blend. Like people forget how good Soriano was. He had a 39 homer, 41 steal year in 2002 with the Yanks, and then 38, 35 the next years. And he had, and he had a bit of an aggressive approach. If you look at, you know, his first few years, like 29 walks to 125 Ks. So, I if we can get an Alfonso Soriano type of uh, impact there, that'd be huge. Obviously, that's a high end outcome. That's a guy that had 40, 40 years, 400 career home runs. But I see a bit of, uh, yeah, a little bit of Cruz, O'Neill Cruz in him, a little bit of Soriano. And that's exciting. So if everything clicks with him, it's it's gonna be absolutely a, a pleasure to watch. Oh, and having
0: somebody like Alfonso Soriano up in the majors again would be so fun. He was growing up, he was one of my favorite players to watch because he could do literally everything. Yeah, and it was just always so exciting.
1: It's crazy that so many of us enjoy the finer things in life and so many of us still settle for blah coffee every day. With trade coffee, you can start every morning with something special. Let me tell you about Trade Coffee. It's a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've tried before because they partner with top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country directly to your home on your preferred schedule. Their team of experts do all the work, taste testing hundreds of coffees from across the U.S. every month to curate over 450 exceptional coffees that make the cut. The coffee I get from Trade is so good, and their team actually worked with me to create my own custom collection. And if what I got isn't up your alley, don't worry. Trade will have whatever it is you want. You can shop their most popular coffees by roast or flavor profile, and you can take their coffee quiz and get expertly matched with the coffees you love. So if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping at drinktrade.com SGP. That's drinktrade.com SGP for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. What's Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can compare the different signup codes and promos from sportsbooks to get the best deal. They provide player stats, key game stats, injury reports, and game day weather to make the most informed bets possible. They have handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores and bet tracking, player stats, key game stats, game day weather, and their bet tracker allows you to keep records of all your games and betting activity. Go to OddsTrader.com blue BlueWire. OddsTrader, the number one site for all your game day bets.
0: Somebody that was supposed to get some potential solid playing time this year, but dealt with injuries, uh, Grayson Rodriguez. Is that lat injury going to affect his 2023 season?
2: I don't think so. I think it was just a an unfortunate speed bump for this year. Like I said, he would have been up mid-season. He probably wouldn't have been up closer to when Adley was up. Uh, I think they they were trying to keep them on the same, you know, timeline until that injury kind of put a monkey wrench into that. But I love Grayson Rodriguez. Uh, Out of of all the pitching prospects I've seen live over the last, you know, four, five, six years, he's the best one. And I've seen some really good harms over the last half decade or so. And I've really started getting into the scouting side of things as well. And I saw him – uh, last year, Double A uh, down in, in uh, it was Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I saw him, and he was just absolutely dominant. Like his combination of elite stuff, we got four pitches. He can miss bass with fastball, changeup, curveball, slider, all are very good offerings, uh, at least above average across the board. You know, probably plus for all four of his pitches, and he's just got good command of them all as well. He, he had a little bit of a walk issue coming back from the injury, but that's not the, something he really ever had beforehand. So I'm, I'm not worried at all. I mean, I'm, he's kind of just shaking off the rust, getting back into a groove. Uh, these last you know handful of starts he's had. I think 2023 is gonna be a big, big year for him. Like we've seen some of the the bigger breakout you know rookie pitching performances over the last handful of years. Like Ian, Ian Anderson a handful of years ago, Logan Gilbert, those types that pitched you know big innings and had really good seasons. I think he's gonna be that one in 2023. Like you, if you get like 100 and 120, 130, 140 innings out of him at the major league level. You could be looking at a top 25 arm right off the bat. He's got that type of upside, and long term, we're talking top 10 fantasy arm. Like he's got elite ace status stuff. Like I said the high floor, high ceiling. You know everything you want. He's yeah, Baltimore. You know Camden Yards is a little bit better on pitchers now than it used to be with their where they moved the uh, left field wall out last year. So yeah, I love Grayson Rodriguez. I think he's going to be an absolute stud for a long time.
0: Uh, and the one last one last guy to go over, uh, Francisco Alvarez of the Mets, pretty highly touted prospect. Uh, he's only had three games up so far this year, so I can't really judge his his over eight that he's had so far. This kind of is just whatever over eight. That's okay. It's like only three games. Uh, what kind of ceiling do you think he has as a catcher in 2023?
2: I think there's potential top ten uh, catcher you know value in 2023 because you know, his lead, kind of leading tool is his power. I, you know, I saw him uh, five or six games this year between over two different series and you know, the power is like he's got 30 home run power. You know, he's got big time raw power but he's another one that gets a tad aggressive and you, know, you might not think so because the K rate's not terrible. K rate is uh, right around like 24, 25% or so. So that's not bad. He also walks a ton as well. He's a super high walk rate but he was very aggressive in my live looks, and I wonder if that gets exploited next year. You saw even in A, 45 games, he had nine home runs and, you know, a walk rate wall over 10%, but had 52 strikeouts and only hit 234. So I wonder if he's going to be more of a, you know, maybe next year he's only 240, 250. Long-term, I think he can be like 260, 270 in that range with 30 home runs. So definitely, if you're getting 260 and 25, 30 home runs out of a catcher, that's, it's top five catcher that's put you kind of it's roughly what will smith's been doing out there with the with the dodgers so that's the level of upside he has but i just wonder if, if he gets a little bit exploited with that aggressiveness early on by you know more advanced pitchers in the, in the major leagues so maybe he's only 240 next year but i think he's a start i think there's no reason for him not to like what who were they starting earlier there it was like thomas Nido and like James McCann, like, come on, They're, those guys aren't going to yeah. hold him back next year. Obviously, Alvarez is, you know, one of the top prospects in baseball and, you know, kind of a future staple and, and building block for the the Mets to build around as they try to keep this success going to the future. So he'll get the playing time, probably get 110, 120 games next year. I think he could be a top 10 catcher.
1: Do you think he's going to be a catcher for I mean either his whole career or just like his first few seasons in the majors because I know his bat was always good this year and Mets fans were clamoring for him to be called up but his defense wasn't there. Do you think he's going to be a catcher for for the foreseeable future?
2: I think I think he can at least initially. I, I don't have any you know worries about him kind of staying on the position, you know, early on, at least the first handful of years. I think you know his defense has improved a bit, so I don't think he's like like Dalton Var show where you know he got moved up from behind the plate because of the you know poor receiving skills and and all that. I think he's fine defensively. He's not he's not a stud, but he's got a good arm that helps. And, and I think he's made some improvements as kind of as, with his receiving, his framing, his blocking, you know, calling the game, you know, all those intangibles that really don't have you know, much of a, a stat to go off of. Just kind of gotta go with, from the eye test there. So I think he's good enough where he'll stay there for a bit. The one thing that maybe moves him off down the roads is his frame. He's 5'10", 233. So maybe he gets moved over to like a first base DH role. But that's I think we're talking like bare minimum of four or five years down the road. I don't see that happen anytime soon. So yeah, I don't I don't have any worries about him moving off within the, you know first handful of years of his career.
1: Yeah, that's always good because catcher is such a weak position. So having another right. another option there is is great. And when you were talking about Grayson Rodriguez, it, it reminded me about the uh, Phillies' great two ace prospects they have. So throwing a curveball here, did you did you get a chance to see Andrew Painter or Mick Abel pitch against Portland there this season, or, or what do you think of those guys?
2: Unfortunately, no, they didn't come. A the time they were both got into Double A. The nearest they came. Was I think Hartford, Connecticut, and I thought I, I was really upset because I thought they were lining up for going on Thursday and Friday. They actually somehow got pushed to, to the weekend. Oh, I had to bring that's a like three and a half hour drive for me. I had <laughs> to bring my kids as well, so that would have been an ordeal. Uh, I got two kids, <laughs> but um, 10 and 10 years old and six years old, but I did not. But man, Painter and Abel are very, very obviously, Painter's the one that's getting all the hub right now because his dominant year. He's right up there, you know, G, You know, Rodriguez is my number one pitching prospect, but after him, there's a, a big, big cluster of names that you could really order any which way. You know, I love Daniel Espino from Cleveland as well. I you know he missed basically the entire year, but I love Espino. There's Painter. There's uh, Ricky Tideman. There's so many names right there in that kind of t- kind of tier two, I'll say. And if you want to put someone said, hey, I'll, I'll put Painter number two, I wouldn't have any, you know, any argument with that. Big stuff, you know, very advanced feel for his age as well. So, yeah, he's an absolute stud. And able to Abel reminds me of Strasburg. It's a similar frame. Hopefully, it doesn't mean, you know, the same injury issues that Strasburg's dealt with. But, you know, kind of the big, kind of skinnier frame. But he's got big stuff. You know, he's got four pitches he can miss bats with and really good secondaries. But he's kind of struggled with throwing strikes and just commanding those pitches consistently. You'll see him, like, he'll have like, a handful of dominant starts. They'll have some of those like four walk, you know, outings over three innings or whatever it is. So if he can, can you know make strides there, he's gonna be very good as well. And kind of adding those guys into what they already have there in Philly, you know, headlined by Aaron Nola, that's just gonna be huge. If they can add those two guys in over the next handful of years, man, that's gonna be a really – you know, we talk about the lineup in Philly. That rotation is going to be pretty damn good as well. So yeah, I love you know, Painter. Obviously, is maybe number two, number three pitching project in the game. Abel still got that huge, huge upside as well. So yeah, a lot, a lot of fun there too.
1: Yeah, we we got Wheeler locked up through twenty twenty four, which hopefully one of these guys, if not both, will be up by then. And then Nola, I think, is a free agent after next year, but I'm sure they'll, they'll bring him back. So yeah, if they I'll have probably yeah if they have those two those two veterans bringing bringing up those two kids with them is going to be going to be dangerous.
2: Yeah, absolutely, it would. All right, I think
0: that's going to do it for us today. Uh, I mean, this is so much fun having you
2: on, Eric. Getting all this info.
0: I really I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, where can people find you
2: at? Yeah, thanks for having me on. This was this was a lot of fun. A lot of uh, fun players to talk about here today. Uh, yeah, everyone can find me on Twitter at EricCross04. All my written work is at Fantrax HQ and also get a Patreon through our Fantrax Toolshed podcast that I co-host with Mr. Chris Clegg. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Roto Clegg. Our uh, show account for our, our podcast is at Fantrax Toolshed. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Fantrax Toolshed. A lot of fun stuff over there as well. That's where I'm kind of popping out my early 2023 rankings, which I'll put on Fantrax HQ as well down the road. But kind of given all those early looks and you know, we do live um, we have like a live prospects and, and dynasty ranking sheet that we have is one of our perks or Patreon. So you don't have to wait for a month and a half for our next onset update. You can check that out. See, um, update them, you know, a couple times a week. So there's a lot of fun stuff in there too. So uh, you can check me out over there on that pa- Patreon and over on the, uh, Toolshed podcast as well.
0: Yeah, that's perfect. I'm going to have to go check that out myself and everybody else should go check that out as well. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E.
1: Yeah, thanks for joining us, Eric. I mean, I learned a lot here about these up and coming prospects, so I hope the listeners learned a lot as well. Um, you can find me on Twitter at SOP. Make sure you subscribe to the SGPN Fantasy Baseball podcast. On Apple, you can go to sg.pn slash app slash fantasy baseball. For Spotify, you can go sg.pn slash fantasy S, And make sure you join us in the, in the, in the, the uh, SGPN Discord at sg.pn slash discord. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbert, SOP.
0: And also, don't forget, we have the giveaway going on right now. Rate the show five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, take a screenshot, send it over to us on Twitter at SGPNFanBaseball, and you will be entered. We are going to do the drawing for that coming soon, and we will let the winner know on Friday. So don't miss out. Hurry up. Get it in before it's too late. And on that note, uh, we'll see you guys later.
1: Peace.